0: Welcome to the Chronological Bible Podcast by Love to Loftikiskaya. We are reading the New Living Translation of the Old Testament. Week 28, Day 3, Lamentations Chapter 4 How the gold has lost its luster! Even the finest gold has become dull! The sacred gemstones lie scattered in the streets. See how the precious children of Jerusalem worth their weight in fine gold, are now treated like a pots of clay made by a common potter. Even the jackals feed their young, but not my people Israel. They ignore their children's cries like ostriches in the desert. The parched tongues of their little ones stick to the roofs of their mouths in thirst. The children cry for bread, but no one has any to give them. The people who once ate the richest foods now beg in the streets for anything they can get. Those who once wore the finest clothes now search the garbage dumps for food. The guilt of my people is greater than that of Sodom, where utter disaster struck in a moment and no hand offered help. Our princes once glowed with health, brighter than snow, whiter than milk. Their faces were as ruddy as rubies, their appearance like fine jewels. But now their faces are blacker than soot. No one recognizes them in the streets. Their skin sticks to their bones. It is as dry as, and hard as wood. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of hunger. Starving, they waste away for lack of food from the fields. Tender-hearted women have cooked their own children. They have eaten them to survive the siege. But now the anger of the Lord is satisfied. His fierce anger has been poured out. He started a fire in Jerusalem that burned the city to its foundations. Not a king in all the earth, no one in all the world would have believed that an enemy could march through the gates of Jerusalem. Yet it happened because of the sins of her prophets and the sins of her priests, who defiled the city by shedding innocent blood. They wandered blindly through the streets, so defiled by blood that no one dared touch them. "'Get away!' the people shouted at them. "'You're defiled! Don't touch us!' So they fled to distant lands and wandered among foreign nations, but no one would let them stay. The Lord himself has scattered them, and he no longer helps them. People show no respect for the priests and no longer honor the leaders." We looked in vain for our allies to come and save us, but we were looking to nations that could not help us. We couldn't go into the streets without danger to our lives. Our end was near, our days were numbered. We were doomed. Our enemies were swifter than eagles in flights. If we fled to the mountains, they found us, If we hid in the wilderness, they were waiting for us there. Our king, the Lord's anointed, the very life of our nation was caught in their snares. We had thought that his shadow would protect us against any nation on earth. Are you rejoicing in the land of Uz, O people of Edom? But you too must drink from the cup of the Lord's anger. You too will be stripped naked in your drunkenness. O beautiful Jerusalem, Your punishment will end. You will soon return from exile. But Edom, your punishment is just beginning. Soon your many sins will be exposed. Lamentations Chapter 5 Lord, remember what has happened to us. See how we have been disgraced. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We are orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are widowed. We have to pay for water to drink, and even firewood is expensive. Those who pursue us are at our heels. We are exhausted but are given no rest. We submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get enough food to survive. Our ancestors sinned, but they have died, and we are suffering the punishment they deserved. Slaves have now become our masters. There is no one left to rescue us. We hunt for food at the risk of our lives, for violence rules the countryside. The famine has blackened our skin, as though baked in an oven. Our enemies rape the women in Jerusalem and the young girls in all the towns of Judah. Our princes are being hanged by their thumbs, and our elders are treated with contempt. Young men are led away to work at millstones, and boys stagger under heavy loads of wood. The elders no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The garlands have fallen from our heads. Weep for us because we have sinned. Our hearts are sick and weary, and our eyes grow dim with tears. For Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place haunted by jackals. But, Lord, you remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. Why do you continue to forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had, or have you utterly rejected us? Are you still angry with us? Jeremiah chapter 39 verses 11 through 18. King Nebuchadnezzar had told Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, to find Jeremiah. See that he isn't hurt, he said. Look after him well and give him anything he wants. So Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the guard, Nebuchadnezzar, a chief officer, Nergal Shazer, the king's advisor, and the other officers of Babylon's king sent messengers to bring Jeremiah out of the prison. They put him under the care of Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, and grandson of Shaphan, who took him back to his home. So Jeremiah stayed in Judah among his own people. The Lord has given the following message to Jeremiah while he was still in prison. Say to Abed melech the Ethiopian, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will do to this city everything I have threatened. I will send disaster, not prosperity. You will see its destruction, but I will rescue you from those you fear so much. Because you trusted me, I will give you your life as a reward. I will rescue you and keep you safe. I, the Lord, have spoken. Psalm 31. O oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced save me for you do what is right turn your ear to listen to me rescue me quickly be my rock of protection a fortress where i will be safe you are my rock and my fortress for the honor of your name lead me out of this danger pull me from the trap my enemies set for me for i find protection in you alone i entrust my spirit into your hand rescue me lord for you are a faithful god I hate those who worship worthless idols. I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they run the other way. I am ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me. I am surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me, plotting to take my life. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying, You are my God, my future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant. In your unfailing love, rescue me. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them lie silent in the grave. Silence their lying lips, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues." Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In a panic, I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord, but you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to him, but he harshly punishes the arrogant. So be strong and courageous, all you, who put your hope in the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 40 The Lord gave a message to Jeremiah after Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard had released him at Ramah. He had found Jeremiah bound in chains among all the other captives of Jerusalem and Judah who were being sent to exile in Babylon. The captain of the guard called for Jeremiah and said, The Lord your God has brought this disaster on this land just as he said he would. For these people have sinned against the Lord and disobeyed him. That is why it happened. But I am going to take off your chains and let you go. If you want to come with me to Babylon, you are welcome. I will see that you are well cared for. But if you don't want to come, you may stay here. The whole land is before you. Go wherever you like. If you decide to stay, then return to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam and grandson of Shaphan. He has been appointed governor of Judah by the king of Babylon. Stay there with the people he rules, but it's up to you. Go wherever you like. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, gave Jeremiah some food and money and let him go. So Jeremiah returned to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah, and he lived in Judah with the few who were still left in the land. The leaders of the Judean military groups in the countryside heard the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, as governor over the poor people who were left behind in Judah, the men, women, and children who hadn't been exiled to Babylon. So they went to see Gedaliah at Mizpah. These included Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, Joanan, and Jonathan, sons of Cariah, Sariah, son of Tanhumeth the sons of Ephi the Netophathite, Jezaniah, son of the Machathite, and all their men. Gedaliah vowed to them that the Babylonians meant them no harm. Don't be afraid to serve them. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and all will go well for you, he promised. As for me, I will stay at Mizpah to represent you before the Babylonians who come to meet with us. Settle in the towns you have taken and live off the land harvest the grapes and summer fruits and olives, and store them away. When the Judeans in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and the other nearby countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a few people in Judah, and that Gadaliah was the governor, they began to return to Judah from the places to which they had fled. They stopped at Mizpah to meet with Gadaliah, and then went to the Judean countryside to gather a great harvest of grapes and other crops. Soon after this, Johanan, son of Kariah, the other military leaders came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. They said to him, Did you know that Balas, king of Ammon, has sent Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, to assassinate you? But Gedaliah refused to believe them. Later, Johanan had a private conference with Gedaliah and volunteered to kill Ishmael secretly. Why should we let him come and murder you? Joanan asked. What will happen then to the Judeans who have returned? Why should the few of us who are still left be scattered and lost? But Gedaliah said to JoANon, I forbid you to do any such thing, for you are lying about Ishmael. Jeremiah chapter 41 but in the mid autumn of that year, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, the grandson of Elishama, who was a member of the royal family and had been one of the king's high officials, went to Mizpah with ten men to meet Gedaliah. While they were eating together, Ishmael and his ten men suddenly jumped up, drew their swords, and killed Gedaliah, whom the king of Babylon had appointed governor. Ishmael also killed all the Judeans and the Babylonian soldiers who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah. The next day, before anyone had heard about Gedaliah's murder, 80 men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria to worship at the temple of the Lord. They had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves, and had brought along grain offerings and frankincense. Ishmael left Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he reached them, he said, Oh, come and see what has happened to Gedaliah. But as soon as they were all inside the town, Ishmael and his men killed all but ten of them and threw their bodies into a cistern. The other ten had talked Ishmael into letting them go by promising to bring him their stores of wheat, barley, olive oil, and honey that they had hidden away. The cistern where Ishmael dumped the bodies of the men he murdered was a large one, dug by King Asa when he fortified Mizpah to protect himself against King Baasha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, filled it with corpses. Then Ishmael made captives of the king's daughters and the other people who had been left under Gedaliah's care in Mizpah by Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard. Taking them with him, he started back toward the land of Ammon. But when Joanan, son of Cariah, and the other military leaders heard about Ishmael's crimes, they took all their men and set out to stop him. They caught up with him at a large pool near Gibeon. The people Ishmael had captured shouted for joy when they saw Johanan and the other military leaders. And all the captives from Mizpah escaped and began to help Joanan. Meanwhile, Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Johanan into the land of Ammon. Then Johanan, son of Keria, and the other military leaders took all the people they had rescued in Gibeon, the soldiers, the women, children, and court officials whom Ishmael had captured after he killed Gedaliah. They took them all to the village of Geruth Kimham near Bethlehem, where they prepared to leave for Egypt. They were afraid of what the Babylonians would do when they heard that Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, the governor appointed by the Babylonian king. Thank you for joining us on this journey through God's word